Welcome to Soaring with Eagles with your host, Crystal Richardson, a.k.a. Sergeant K. Each week, we hear from Crystal and her successful guests as they share their triumphs, tragedies, tools, and secrets for living a full life complete with financial freedom laced with fun and fulfillment. Crystal takes a controversial and edgy approach to unveil interesting facts about millionaires, billionaires, and game changers, and how they have accomplished life success while giving back. Now, here is Crystal Richardson. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Soaring with Eagles. This is Crystal Richardson. Very, very extremely happy to be with you again today. Today we have Mr. Steve, and he is the habit man. Good morning, Steve. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing great, doing great. Thanks for being on the show today. And uh, we are having a little bit of technical difficulty. So if you are on Facebook Live, you'll just see a picture of him, and we'll just uh, see if there's something we can get done with that. Otherwise, uh, we will just kind of go forward like this. And uh, we do have where we have the uh, audio on Voice America, which is heard all around the world. I think, see, we're in about 33 or 34 countries now. So wow. extremely happy to, uh, to say that. I think we just added Australia this past uh, week. So um, pretty awesome, pretty awesome. All right, so today we want to talk about habits. Good morning, Petey, good morning, Carrie. Great to have you on the show on Facebook Live. And you have written a book, called One Habit, correct? Yes, that is correct. And uh, how long did it take you to, to write that? Well, it's, it's interesting because it, uh, the process of actually thinking about putting the book together was, was several years. But from the time I decided to create the book to the time it was actually published was only nine months. Wow. Wow. And, that's a, and, and by the way, that's a self-publishing as well mm-hmm. with, with distribution all around the world. Amazing. And so we're going to get into what some of the habits are, including my little survey today. I don't know if you saw on Facebook, there's been a number of people that have already put in their uh, morning habit. I asked people to Mm -hmm. basically list a positive habit that they have. And I just turned double nickels this year, this past week, uh, 55. So I asked for 55 habits. And we're up to about 20, maybe around 20 or so right now. So hopefully by the end of today, I'll have my 55. But uh, just so you know that some of the things I'll be reading today are from some habits that that people posted. So thank you all that uh, were on Facebook and were able to post that today. Those on Voice America, you do have my email, uh, g3qara at gmail.com. That's g3qara at gmail.com. And we would love to hear some of your habits as well to be able to uh, also share at, at a later time. All right. So if you could just go ahead and give an introduction and just let everybody know who you are. And, and um, like I said, before we got on the show, we know a lot of the same people. So it, it, Yeah, we sure do, don't we? That's, that was just pretty interesting when I, when I came across you. So uh, yeah, go ahead and introduce yourself. Yeah, my name is Steve Sambles. I'm the uh, contributor or the main contributor and the creator of One Habit. Um, the book itself we actually is actually 100 of the most incredible human beings on earth that we brought together to offer their most important habits that they have in their lives. Uh, I'm pretty much a serial entrepreneur. I started at a young age as a stockbroker right out of high school. And after having that corporate job from that point on, after about 10 years of that, I spent the rest of my life building companies. And But the thing is, it's important, and I think you and I are very, very similar in this way, 
um, the world of personal development or the knowledge business or, or you know, self-help has always been a big part of my life. Uh, I, I have a copy of Think and Grow Rich from the day I was born. Uh, I, when I was a little kid, my father would buy these 78 records of Zig Ziglar and Brian Tracy and the Napoleon Hill and uh, Earl Nightingale. <clears throat> As a little kid, I would listen to these because I was so fascinated. Uh, they were like bedtime stories to me. So it's, it's always been a part of my life. And I've always had this internal belief that we can, on our own even, uh, especially today, more than ever, we can go out and find knowledge, that specialized knowledge that we need for the areas of our life that we want to expand. And so that's kind of the essence of who I am. Excellent, excellent. So, yes, uh, we did have some of the same influences. However, um, in my book, uh, Flint Out Loud, it's coming out this year, uh, I uh, talked about my upbringing, and, and it's actually 11 strategic lessons on, 11 controversial lessons on strategy, leadership, and success. And so my parents raised me on a number of the Napoleon Hill uh philosophies as well as the the bible um being a christian but it was it was very very interesting you know they didn't have that book necessarily but it was uh, something that now that i've read it and, and become ingrained in it that that was a lot of what they used uh, to to raise my brother and i so it, it, it's pretty amazing that um you know napoleon hill has just been transforming lives since uh, what 19 well since very 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 early 30 something yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's been amazing. So so some of the habits that some of the philosophies we're talking about today have to deal around habits. And we all know uh, that we maybe even have our own definition. I love to get into definitions at the beginning. So what is your definition of a habit? Um, a habit for me is, uh, in my opinion, it's, it's, a, it's an action that you take on a consistent basis that eventually becomes kind of automatic in your life. And, and it's any, it could be anything from uh, working out in the morning or what time you wake up, or it could be uh, reading a book an hour a day. But it's something that, it's, it's interesting because there's good habits and bad habits, obviously. We focus on, on good habits because it, you can instill good habits. You can take the things that uh, will, well, here's, the, here's the thing. Motivation is the thing that gets you started in life, right? That's the thing that gets you rolling, gets you going. But the, your habits that you have are the reasons that separate you from others. That's the thing that makes you put another foot forward, another foot forward. And so the habits are just those things that become part of the essence of you as a being that you automatically do after time. And you can create good habits in yourself, obviously. Right, right. And I'm glad that you brought that up because, yeah, there are positive habits, habits as well as ones that are maybe not so positive. And and typically put that on my Facebook post that I wanted to see some positive habits from people. And so yeah. there are a number of things that they brought up and, and some things deal with a morning routine and some things just dealt with being just a, a good person. And, and, you know, some things that we'll get into some specifics a little bit yeah. later, but a lot of what goes on in a person's life and what they end up being as a, as an individual starts with what they do in the morning. So, with that being said, what were some of the habits? And if you want to go ahead and mention some of the people, you can. But what were some of the habits that really dealt around the morning time for your in your? Well, you know, it's, it's interesting because there's a hundred of them. Sometimes I'll, I'll kind of I'll kind of cross them and put them together. Um, so I might not get all the all the names right for the habits. But there's one particular yeah. habit that was that was really interesting to me, and it's 
really a habit for the morning, but starts the day before. And that's the habit of finishing every evening, planning out your next morning. And uh, for me, that's always been a, a huge, important game changer because then at that point where you say, okay, in the morning, I have this meeting, I have this, I have this, I want to do this. And you really map out what your morning's going to look like. But you do the day before. Right. That allows you to let go because otherwise what happens is people just, oh, I got to remember to do this. I remember to do this. And just, if, just the action of writing it down and making a plan for the first hour of your day just lets you let, let go at night. And your next morning starts way smoother. So that's kind of a morning habit, but it starts the day before. Right. Okay. Um, other ones. So, um, I just oh, want to go interrupt you please. for a little bit. So, so yeah. was that something, I know you're saying it, um, and, and, and you collected all the information in your book, but was that something that a number of the people that were in your book stated that they did that the night before? Yeah, a great deal of them, actually. And so, see, when I was putting the book together, um, a lot of people had some similar habits, but we had to separate them so we'd have their most important habit. But these habits like that one were core habits pretty much across the board, and uh, which, which was really fascinating to me because, quite frankly, when I began putting the idea of the book together, I was really wondering what these habits were going to look like and how deep they were going to go. And um, the ones that were similar showed me that there are some similarities in these people. And I, I want to say something else about the people, too, that I studied for the book and brought in as contributors. These are people that I, I, I call happy achievers, okay? They're people that in their lives, they perform, okay, Steve Jobs was a high achiever, the highest achiever uh, possible in business, but I don't feel he was a real happy guy. And when okay. I was growing up, when I was growing up as a stockbroker, I was, I was that person that was always keeping score based on money. And finally, there's a point in my life when I realized it's not about keeping score with money, about, with money, it's about keeping score with how happy you are. But, and you become happy by achieving highly in the areas of, you know, who, who you are as a person, you know, um, uh, you, performing the highest level of spiritually, emotionally, physically, your character, the way you live, and of course, financially as well. But that balance of performing in all these areas creates happy achievers. And so I, I just want to, I want to share that, that that was that was how I got to the group that got into the book, is that I, I, I looked to find people that had that balance in their life. And so I saw things in these happy achievers that was part of that, like, like you know, like the thing of uh, preparing your, your morning the night before, things of that nature. Um, but there's other similarities as well. That was, but, but once again, these people are not just high achievers. They're not somebody that has a terrible family life, but, but is like the best CEO in the world. There are people that really have this balance, which creates true happiness in life, I believe. Right, right. And with some of the, the ones that are common that, that you know, we both know, um, I, I would tend to agree with that as well. And so, you know, just being able to have where we, you know, surround ourselves with, with some of these uh, not just high achievers or successful people, um, mm. but, but people who have good habits and and enjoy what they're doing. And and when I interviewed the uh, the twins uh, that, yeah. that that you have in your book, um, that was something that they said. You know that well, they're still even though you know they're with John Chen and you know doing some other things right now, they still are in the spot where they're trying to you know really figure out 
all of what it is that they want to do because they're obviously making an impact on Instagram and mm-hmm. and with their other business, but that is not necessarily the totality of what they want to do. But they're having fun and and being successful doing what they're doing right now. I, I by the way, I love their habit. And, and interestingly, I, I was actually with John Chen on a Saturday. He was he became a knight. He was actually knighted on Saturday. It was quite an amazing event. Oh wow! But, uh, yeah, it was, it was really cool. But but back to the girls, the twins. Um, I really like their habit, and there was a lot of similarity in their habit, too, compared to the other happy achievers. And once again, I'm using the word happy achievers because I couldn't find any name anywhere that I could use for this group of people, so we just created it because it makes sense to me. But um, their, their habit was to ask without fear, which okay. uh, is something I just – I don't know if they shared that with you or not, but I, it's something I really love. And that was, a, that was very similar across the board – and many of the happy achievers in the book as well, that when other people, God, you know how people just edit themselves, they, they edit their success. And that's so frustrating to me because they, they only ask for what they think they deserve, not what they really want. They don't go after the people that could, that would be the best business partners for them or the best life partners, or they, they always, they always editing themselves. And you see that way too much. And uh, the pseudo twins, as well as many other people, in the book were people that, when when they wanted, to, when I wanted to put people in the book, I wanted the biggest people on the planet that I could find, that I could connect with, that I could even talk to. I didn't edit myself at, at all. And all these other people in the book are the same way. Then there's other habits that, that are really interesting, like Frank Shankowitz, who started the Make a Wish Foundation. His habit is a habit that doesn't seem to be a habit, but it is, and, and that's a habit of constantly being respectful to everyone you, you meet and actually showing respect, pushing it out to be respectful, purposely, purposely kind and respectful. And that was something else that was really similar to many of the other contributors as well, that, they, that they're gracious, that they're respectful to all others. And, oh, and, and all of them have a huge sense of gratitude for life and the things right. they do too. I, I know you've seen that in the people you talk to, right? Yeah, I have. I have. And so I want to just touch back on a few things that you said. We all, you know, a little, a few uh, tidbits uh, for the listeners. And so one of the things that Steve said, everyone, was in relating to editing ourselves. And I've never heard it necessarily put in those terms before, but I have mentioned that to people as well, that you never know what someone's going to say if you ask, uh, but you do know that what's going to happen if you don't ask. And so, you know, they may say no, but they may say yes. But if you never ask, then you're, you're never going to know, you know, whether they were a willing to, to do whatever it is that, that it, it is that you want to do in your business or even in your personal life or in your family if you do not ask. So uh, I also tell people, because sometimes people say, oh, you're so busy, you have this and that going on, so I didn't ask you. Well, don't make a decision for me. Don't make a decision for me because it may be that I would have done it. And it may be something that, you know, was a part of something that could have increased you to to get from your dreams to destiny by asking me. So um, it's very important for us to just go ahead and ask without fear. So the editing comment I thought was awesome. And then Frank Kinkowitz, back last October, um, I started this show last October. We're in our fourth season. He was my very first guest. And I was at a conference and it actually went the other way around because I was telling him about the show. I was all excited. And he says, well, how about I just launched the show for you? And I was like, well, how about it, Frank? That would be awesome. So he offered and I said, yes. 
That's fantastic. That, so that's the whole really good. thing I think is is great because people talk about gratitude, and you talked about yeah. said to respect. So, uh, oh no, not gratitude. People talk about kindness, and I I do too. As yeah. far as kind to people, but as far as respecting people, that takes another spin on it. So, thank you for sharing that particular one. Yeah, and and when we, I don't know if we're going to go to break soon or we're going to keep going, but um, there's. Something I did for this idea of, of asking without fear or just ed- not editing yourself. When I was a stockbroker, uh, I, I started my business by um, cold calling with municipal bonds. I would call 800 people a day and say, hey, I'm Steve Samuels with Dean Weather. The reason I'm calling is I'm a terrific tax-free bond, yielding 8%, and I thought you'd like to hear about it. And I, I don't say anything. If they say yes, I say, well, if you like the idea, it requires minimum investment of $25,000. And um, what I would do once a week, I would say – if you like the idea, it requires a minimum investment of $250,000. And so I would just ask really big. And it's amazing how many people said, yes, I can do that. Right. And then, and at one point I was like, wait a minute, why don't I just go from 25 to 100? And then I went from 100 to 200. And believe it or not, on a cold call, and I was having that conversation, people are buying tax-free, AAA-rated municipal bonds. And the only reason, the difference between me and the other stockbrokers in, in the office is where, where I ask for this big number, they were editing themselves and asking to open $2,000 accounts. Mm-hmm. And so they were the reason that they were, they were the only reason. And, and in life, so often we are the only reason that we are not successful. We are the ones that edits ourselves, that, that stops ourselves, that actually that voice inside our head says, well, who am I? I don't deserve this. And that's the, if you can get over that, if you can, and if you can create habits that will just push you through that so you don't do that anymore, that's the, that's the game changer. That's the life changer right there. Well, and that is the difference between people who are happy achievers and successful versus those who are not. And, you know, we, we talk about, you know, the number one habit or one habit. But if we get down that list to six, seven or eight or even, the, you know, the 15th habit, I can guarantee you that we all have things that basically kind of truncate uh, you know, us reaching our full potentials. And as I say, from dreams to destiny. So I really appreciate, you know, you saying that. And I've done the same thing myself with, uh, I do consulting, I do speaking engagements and other things. And so, you know, um, charging what I always charge or, you know, because my time is valuable and I have a lot mm-hmm. more on now, I have to be more selective. So I increase the rate. And if they really want me, then they will pay. So it's the same as what you said. And they do want you, by the way. And there's only one of you and there's only so much time in your day. So you should get what you deserve and and not what you're self-imposing yourself to decide to deserve, what you truly deserve. We have to find that clarity. If we can find that clarity, that's that's a game changer. And by the way, you another thing too is that 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 I saw across the board, a lot of people say knowledge is power, right? Right. The the reality is it's not power. Execution is is power. Right. Taking knowledge and doing something with it, that's power. That's when it becomes power. I know so many people that are reading my book and are reading a lot of other books, reading your book, watching motivational videos, and just gaining the knowledge and never leaving the blocks. They just keep gaining more and more knowledge. I need. They have to wait till every light in town turns green before they hit the gas pedal. And it's another thing that successful people have it across the board was is they took whatever they had and they moved forward. They, they, they started. 
They didn't wait till they had a business plan completely in place. They didn't wait till every dollar they needed to run a business was in place. They went and just began. They, right. they, 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 they basically shot their own, their own starting gun and got themselves the blocks and started moving forward. Because once again, knowledge is not power. The execution, the movement, the movement is power. That's, that's how you become successful. Right. So we are going to have to go to break and I am just all on that and I'm ready to talk about that part uh, of, of, of this related to a number of comments from myself, from Napoleon Hill, from the Bible and from everything. And even Carrie on Facebook Live says it's so true. Execution is key. So when we get back from break, we're going to talk about the habits that have to do with actual execution. And uh, we will be back right after this break. your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Stop wasting your time on things that don't matter. Let's get to work and turn your dreams into reality. Adults, teens, people of all ages. If you are a speaker, entrepreneur, inventor, or author, contact Crystal Richardson today to get your business started, get your invention developed and launched, get your book written, and more. Crystal and the Build That Biz team are ready to catapult your ideas from dreams to reality. Call 480-227-9743. Get ready to soar. Become a member of voiceamerica.com. It's easy and best of all, it's free. Start out by going to our homepage or any of our channels and click register at the top. Once you've created an account and signed in, you can create your own custom library, opt into our newsletter, search by show, host, guest, or topic of interest, or browse millions of hours of content across all of our Voice America radio channels. Membership gets you more. Visit voiceamerica.com today to get started and tailor the listening experience to your taste. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. You are listening to Soaring with Eagles with Crystal Richardson. Now, back to our show. Good morning, everyone, or good evening, wherever you may be in the world. Welcome to Soaring with Eagles. We appreciate all of you for tuning in today. Whether you're listening live or you're catching a rebroadcast, we we really appreciate your presence. We added another country uh, this past week. Uh, I believe it was Australia. So thank you all for being a part of Soaring with Eagles. And I believe this is our fourth season. I'm losing track of the season, Steve. We've been on for so long. (laughs) So this is really great, really great. So today's show is about one habit. And I put on the the show promo is one habit can change everything. And it's transformational habits from around the globe. Now, you interviewed people from, from all walks of life. And you call them happy achievers. And so for those who may just be joining, uh, just quickly go over what a happy achiever is. Yeah, a happy achiever. Well, let's, let's first talk about what a high achiever is. A high achiever is an individual uh, that is hugely successful in business. Boom, that's it. But a happy achiever is a person that's hugely successful in their lives. I'm talking about emotionally, spiritually, uh, their physical character, the way they live their lives. And, of course, financially, too. And happy achievers are individuals 
that operate highly on all those planes of existence, not just financially only. Um, I, this is a kind of a tough one, but I use Steve Jobs as, as an example because he was one of my heroes for a long time till I changed the way I kept score in life. Okay. And I used to keep score with money. And now I keep score in how happy I am. And happiness comes from achieving highly in all those areas at your peak performance in those areas. And that balance uh, makes you a happy achiever. <laughs> and that's what, the, that's what the book is filled with. And if you go to onehabit.com, you'll see this list of human beings that are just extraordinary. And we have the bios and everything on the website. And um, it's really, I, I was, the day I published the book and I realized what I had done, because it was like a whirlwind right after the day I pushed the button and sent it out to all the distributors around the world. Right. Um, I, I then look back and I go, wow, I can't believe that these incredible people spent the time to share this knowledge. Because I realized something, you know, you could spend 20 years of trial and error trying to find the habits we put together. Or you can read our book and basically it compresses decades into dates. It takes all these habits that these people had have learned over time. And by the way, the way the book was put together, each person that it was, each of these happy achievers that, that I brought into the book that contributed, I asked them all the same question. If you could instantly instill in a child one habit, what would it be and why? So of all the things you have in your life, the things you do, what is the one single habit that you could pass on? So they thought very deeply about that and gave, gave me their singular habits, their most important habits. And so why, that's why books like yours, books like mine, all these books are so important because once again, they can press decades into days. Uh, rather than a stumbling along, if we, model, if we model our behavior after other people that were successful in the areas we want to be successful in, then we can be successful too because they've made the mistakes. They found the ways to work. And, there, and life leaves clues. And a lot of the clues are in books we can read. And so that's why I'm, I'm so honored to be able to bring this book out and, and, and create a change in people's lives. So, you know, we say that one habit can change your life forever. And it's kind of like, you know, it's one habit the book, but also... If you just pick one of these habits in the book and make it part of you, it could be life-changing for you. And if, I, I believe if you pick five of them and make them part of you, you could change the world. God, if you do more than that, because these habits, once again, are the key things that keep you started on your path to happiness and success. Motivation gets you out of the blocks, but your habits keep you going. Right, right. And that's why I appreciate, you know, what you did uh, was similar, you know, to what Napoleon Hill did, all of the different um successful businessman, you know, that he was able to interview and, and get that information and, mm -hmm. and all of the people that you were able to interview and even myself and Flint out loud, uh, 11 controversial 11 lessons of strategy, leadership sure. and success. I picked the word success and, and interviewed over over 100 people that are in the book of their definition of success. And I tell you, you know, it, it, it's just amazing, you know, what you come up with. There are a lot of similarities, but some things is, you know, just success is being able to wake up healthy every morning. And yeah. some of it does have to do with money, like you said, with, with habits. You, you had money at the forefront initially, and then now you, you look at, you know, being happy as opposed to the, the money portion. But I think it also is where you are in your life, right? You know, if you have where there's these financial struggles or, you know, you, you don't even have, you know, the means to make it to the next day, your, your values and what you're looking at are, are different than, than when you, you have those necessities in place, then you can look at things a little bit differently. Do you, do you see that? 
You know, it's, a, it's an interesting statement. I'm up in the air on that one, and I'll tell you why. Because there's been people that came from really, really poor, un, tough backgrounds and were okay. able to become great. So I think that I think that I think you can have not a lot of money, but there's still a lot you can do. You can have no money at all and go to the library every day and read and learn. Um, you, you can you can pick up the phone and make phone calls. You can ask people to do business with you. You can be, and granted, emotionally that's hard, but the people that create habits that force themselves to make another phone call or to walk another mile to get to what they need to do, those there's those opportunities there. It's harder right, when you I, I, agree, I agree with that. And I think we may be coming from just two slightly different vantage points. So I just want to maybe rephrase it because yes. part of what I'm saying is that, you know, in our lifetime, we go through different stages and, and phases in our life. Mm. And depending on where we are, we can have some of our habits that are the same, but some of our habits change based on the fact that we have had frankly, having money and not having money. Good point. You're right. You may even have the same habits, but they may be in a different order. You Uh, see what I'm saying? I agree with you 100%. Yes, I'm with you. You have to fulfill the basic necessities of of having a roof over your head, having food in in, in your mouth and for your family. And then what you do is maybe reprioritize that based on reaching certain levels of monetary success. You can have the same exact habits, but maybe in different order. Good. Your 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 point. You're you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. One one of my. Uh, oh, by the way, the the authors that we got in the book are not just authors and not just uh, motivational speakers or 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 trainers. They're also people from all walks of life. Uh, uh, my friend Craig Tidley is in the book. Craig is a uh, is an executive producer of the Marvel's Agents of Shield television show on television. One of the head writers and the executive producer. He wrote Scooby Doo. He wrote uh, Cheaper by the Dozen. He wrote the Percy Jackson movie. So he's a He's kind of an artistic guy, a writer. And um, his habit, which anyone could do at any stage of their life, is to read one hour of fiction every day. Now, most of us, like me and you, I'm sure, and a lot of, a lot of listeners uh, that are, you know, into personal development and, and learning, are always reading uh, Think and Go Rich or, um, or listening to Acres of Diamond by, by um, Earl Nightingale. They're always doing the nonfiction educational stuff. But Craig feels that we should listen to or read an hour of fiction a day because that creates something he believes to the synapses in, in, in your brain and creates creativity, kind of lubricates the creativity engine and really gets you to another place in life. And that's something that we could, at, at any level or point in your life, you, somebody could do, I, I believe. Yeah. So I'll put another spin on that. So I, um, people have talked about, you know, me having left and right brain type activity uh, as far as like my life, um, because I uh, teach music, I've written music, I'm a choreographer, I've written poems, plays, you know, draw, there's a lot of different creative things that I do. Crochet, yeah, a lot of creative, sure. A lot of creative things. And then on the uh, analytical side, you know, I'm actually, an, I'm an engineer and uh, by, by training and I do uh, speaking and training on a lot of different subjects and a lot of different things that are very, very analytical. And so having both sides, I believe in not necessarily reading fiction, but actually going out and doing it. it, it 
this gets us into what we said we were going to talk about before break, but doing something creative, maybe for 30 minutes or an hour every day. Love it. Helps you to, to get those juices going. So the do part is, is what I'm really into. And, um, you know, Napoleon Hill does talk about having a desire, but not just a desire, a burning desire. Yes. And it also, you know, he talks about you know, decisions. And a lot of people um, have that desire, but then they don't make the decision to actually be a doer. And, and the Bible talks about that, a doer of the word, not just a hearer. So there's a lot of different uh books or or philosophies out there about the do portion so let's talk about some of the habits that you have in your book uh one habit uh that has talked about doing yeah yeah um well uh randy sutton is a, is a very interesting guy he started a uh, organization called warriors in blue to help uh police officers that were were uh injured on the job and insurance doesn't cover all the, their needs okay. um really really cool guy um his thing is to go each day, go out of your way to help somebody less fortunate than you. And it even takes that to another level. And not just somebody that you see being bullied. This is great for kids or somebody that you see sitting by themselves to each day, just affect one person's life doing, you know, and right. once again, it's not about, you know, it's not about just knowing to do that. Execute is knowledge is, is not power. Execution is power. Doing that, and so each day. I mean, imagine that if each day you just paid enough attention, you had enough situational awareness that you you look around and you see somebody that could just use not a hand up, but just a, a just a little bit of motivation in their life, whether it's just kindness or it's buying somebody a cup of coffee or or uh, just talking to somebody, um, going out your way. And, and doing each day. Um, that's hugely important. And I, I like, Randy is, is a real doer. He was on, you know the TV show Cops? You remember that show yeah. was on TV for a long time? Yeah. He is um, the one police officer that was on the show I, more in more episodes than any other police officer. He was in Las Vegas, and I guess there's a lot of stuff happening there. So he, so um, just a really interesting guy. And just a, just a, a guy with which amazing character and somebody that's a doer that executes he, he does things every single day. Right, right. And so I would love to meet him. And, and you and I do have that alliance. We talked about, you know, having a, a lot of the other 100 people on your show that I don't already have. And and Randy sounds like, you know, a person that maybe even might be my twin because it's all about doing. And, and I've had yes. that I've posted and, and sent to people, too, about, you know, just doing something for someone else and, and the whole kindness initiative. And and you mentioned a hand up and that that's one thing that we have. I ha- We have a nonprofit as well. Um, where we teach leadership skills to to youth as well as adults, but Echelon Leadership Institute, and we work with the homeless. But we talk about uh, a hand up, not just a hand out, but yes. a hand yes. up. And so yes. part of the hand up is the actual doing. And a lot of people, you know, need to have motivation to do or they need to have outlets to do. So uh, if, if there is, whether it's our nonprofit full color movement or whether there's any nonprofit or, or just a person standing on the corner that, that needs you to hold their bag while they, you know, do whatever, um, you, we need to have where we're all about the doing a lot more. And yes. I want to go back to one thing you said about all of the different motivational speakers and training and things that, yeah, a lot of people are just collecting all this knowledge and not getting out and doing all of this, all of what they paid for. 
or all of the different seminars and books, you know, you read and read and read, but what are you doing with all of that knowledge? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it's, 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 it's interesting what, what you're saying. I, I love the hand up rather than the handout. That's, that's the teaching the, the person efficient. By the way, for you as an individual, for anybody out there, uh, Zig Ziglar says, um, and I, obviously I've read a lot of stuff, so I, I like to share the knowledge, um, that if you help enough people get what they want, you'll get everything you could ever want. Right. Um, well, I always start my, my days with, I do the thing first. I give the thing first. I, I, I help first and the money comes. Now, a lot of people are, are afraid to do that because they're afraid that they give out their knowledge and their experience that they're just, they're not going to get paid for it, but they will. And you just have to let that go. You have to be willing to open doors for others. You got to be willing to uh, help other people out, you know, give them, give them some of their own power that they can then take and light their pathway with. I think that's what's really important. Right, right. And I think there's a fine line there, you know, again, depending on where you are in your journey uh, with, you know, if you have a habit of doing that, if you have that built into your business model, even um, Mm -hmm. another book, you know, that I have the lead serve win addiction. If we all lead our families, lead our corporations into serving and giving back, we all win. And if we all get addicted to that, addicted to giving back, addicted to, to that kind of winning, then what a world this would be if we were all addicted to kindness and respect and giving back. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, and once again, that's, that's another pillar of happy achievers. That's part of it. You know, your business, your, your community, how you are emotionally, how you are spiritually, physically, how you live your life, you know, you know, all those things turn it turn you into a happy achiever. So, as unselfish as it is doing these things, you'll be happier. And you know what's interesting too? You know, there's these people that that are in the book that are that you think are the busiest people in the world because of all the companies they manage and everything, but they still go out of their way to do stuff. And, and I'm kind of I'm kind of on that on that track right now talking about this. But we need to also talk about what to do for yourself to get to that point. But, um, but it amazes me that these people that are so busy will still go on a Sunday and feed, and feed people at these kitchens and like that. It, it, that right. kind of blew me away. And, and, and so when I, see, when I saw these people, and by the way, the nine months of me talking to people, the most happy achievers, the most inspirational people, the, the, the smartest people I could ever imagine, talking to them for 12 hours a day as I put the book together for nine months – that was the most motivational point in my life. If for some reason I was ever down, I, well, I couldn't be because these people were always lifting me up. They were so smart, so caring, so giving. I, I saw a, a side of humanity in these people that just makes you believe anything's possible. Yeah, and, and I think that's something that it's good for everybody, uh, for what, what you just said as far as you know, being able to see into the people and into the process. So not just interviewing people and collecting information for the sake of a book, but having it transform your own life. And, yes. and when we can have these experiences transform form our own life, then I think, you know, it's, it's all worthwhile because you have to get something out of it as well as, you know, you're trying to do something to, to change the world, but, but we need to do things that also impact us. And, and I don't know about you, but like the one habit book, 
it, when you go back, even though you're the one that did the interviews, you go back and look at some of them and you're like, wow, this was just really a great habit. Have you have you done that? Oh, my God. I mean, even more than that. I mean, I, I, I finished all the work. I finished the book. It was all ready to go to press. And I had this great fear in myself going, God, I hope this is good enough. And then I, because remember, I did one at a time. But then I went from the beginning and I started reading all the habits going through the books. And the way you use the book, basically, in my opinion, is you take the book and kind of fan through it and a habit will find you. I know that's kind of spiritual thinking, but <laughs> it, I, I, just, I just believe that. I believe that. And you just find a habit, you're like, oh, that's a good habit. So that's how I went through the book. I thumbed through it and I flipped and I stopped. I'm like, wow, I forgot how good that habit was. And then as I started reading more and more of them, I was going like, wow, this is actually really good. Because once again, I, I kind of did one at a time, one at a time, one at a time. But then as I read them as a whole and I saw how I could apply these to my life, man, it was just, it, it was incredible. It was really, um, I, 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 was, I was blown away by, by how good the book turned out to be. Right, right. I, I, I can't imagine. Um, I mean, I can't imagine or can't imagine either way, you know, how you felt about that. Because the same thing with the definitions of success, you know, some, all of them, touched me, you know, all, I think it's 104 that are in the book, you know, touched me in, in a different, different way, you know, all when they came in, whether they came in through the survey or came in with people texting or just telling me verbally, um, once you put it in print and look at it, it's like, wow, you know, this is, this is really, really good stuff. Really good stuff. Yeah. And I, and I can be proud of this because that um, I'm, I'm one of the habits in there, but 99 of the habits in there are other amazing human beings, these happy achievers. So, that's I, I feel I have the right to be proud of them because it's what they what they gave was just so inspiring and and sometimes a blinding flash of the obvious where you read it and you go like oh that, why am I not doing that right you know and so uh, okay. oh, I'm sorry because we do need to go to break so when we get back I want you to just uh, even if you need to take some notes or open up the book yourself or hold it up whatever you want to do I want to yeah. do like. We, um, we do a thing at the end called uh, quick fire, but I want you to do some quick fire of some habits. And I'm going to do some over here too. Like you'll say one habit, I'll say one habit. So this is different than how we do quick fire. It's normally questions, but I just okay. want to fire some habits at, at, at our listening audience today so that they will have on the recording a number of things that they will be able to institute in their life to start getting out there and doing these habits. So um, you gave the, the website earlier. Can you just go ahead and give it one more time and let people know if it's a number versus uh, the, the writing? Yes. Yeah, it's, it's number one, the number one, onehabit.com. The number okay. one, one, onehabit.com. And I'll, gra I'll grab my book from behind me over here. So when we come back, I'll have it. I can, I can flip through and give us some amazing habits. All right. Sounds great. We will be back from break in just one moment. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Want to shift someone's destiny? Calling all CPAs, a.k.a. community and corporate partners in action. Become a community liaison or a corporate sponsor for our Give Hope Drives for the homeless and needy families. Donate tax-deductible funds, food, blankets, and books. Sponsor and serve our monthly luncheon, mentor a youth, or go on a foreign mission and make a difference. 
Contact our Soaring with Eagles radio show host, Crystal, at your team at buildthatbiz.com or visit our nonprofit page at fullcolormovement.com. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You are listening to Soaring with Eagles with Crystal Richardson. Now, back to our show. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the last segment of Soaring with Eagles. I'm just going to slide this paper right here in front of the camera. This is Steve Sambliss, and this is the the post that we had related to one habit. And I have on here, one habit can change everything. And I also have transformational habits from around the world. So we really appreciate him being on Soaring with Eagles today. And I'll go ahead and put that paper down. Today, what we're going to do for this last segment is a quick fire, which we normally do uh, on the end of most shows. I would say about 90% of the shows, but today we're going to do it a little bit different. We're going to go over some of these habits that he has in his book. Now, he said how you're supposed to use the book is you're supposed to just flip through it and have the habit come to you. So um, before we do quick fire, I want you to just flip through, hold the book up so they can see it, those who are watching Hold it up, and I want you to go ahead and do your flip through. Flip through it on the screen for them to see. Okay, and uh, what was the habit that you came up with first? Constantly share reminders and encouragement. In other words, always remind, always share reminders, encourage people every day. Excellent. Excellent. Yep. So what he did just now, everyone, was demonstrated how you're supposed to use the book. And he has 100. He's, he's one of the 100 people that have shared habits in their life. So we are very excited about, uh, about this book. And we will be giving you more information on how you can get it and um, just be transformed by this, by the doing of these habits. And it's, uh, it, do you have some advice for people? I know you just mentioned one and then you mentioned five you know, what you would, but, but how, what is the approach to using this as far as, you know, you can't do everything all at once. So do you have, no, any yeah, absolutely. When, when, when you, when you go through the book and you find a habit that you, that finds you um, in the book at the beginning, we talk about how you take a habit, one of these habits and make it part of your life, make it something that, that automates a portion of your life. You only do one at a time. Uh, the thing to not do is to read the whole book cover to cover. You just want to go in there and just find something. I just believe that there's something about that that works. And um, you take the habit. It's going to take about 60 to 90 days to make this part of who you are. Even the simple habits, like reading an hour of fiction a day, after 60 to 90 days of doing that, you just now, that's just something you do now. That's now just what you do. So that's really the key to this. And once you have that first habit and it's really part of your life, then you go through the book again. And, and you find something else that jumps out at you. And you say, okay, if I added that to my life, it would be a game changer. And you spend another 60 to 90 days. 
what happens eventually is after you start finding ways that you've lubricated the system and it's flowing well, you find that habits will be easier to instill in yourself. And now you're doing them in a month instead of 90 days. But it takes a little time at first because there's something about the fact that after you did the first one and now it's part of you and you realize what this can do, it accelerates the process. Now the next one takes 60 days and the next one 30. But you do one at a time and you take your time with it. And my hope is, is that you'll have that book there and 10 years from now, it's still dog-eared in you and you've highlighted and bent pages and you're still finding another habit to change your life. Because once again, what, what I believe is that just one habit can change your life forever. Just one of these habits can make a huge difference in your life. If you, if you instill five of these, I think you can change the world. But just one of them is, is all you need to kickstart your life in the right direction, I believe. That was some really, really great advice, Steve. Wow. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. because the thing is, is that a lot of people just, you know, oh, I'm going to do this, going to do that, and going to do that, and, and it's just too much all at once. Mm-hmm. So the 30, to the 60, the 90-day advice uh, was, was excellent. All right, so are you ready for quick fire? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. am. Habit stuff. <laughs> all right. Okay. So um, all right. you... Uh, go ahead and say one, and then while I'm saying mine, you can flip to another, and we're just going to quick yes. fire. So we're not going to talk about them. We're just going mm-hmm. to say, are you ready? Yep. You ready? Okay. Uh, make, and, make and Keep Your Promises by Jason Hewitt. Okay. Mine is Focus. Hmm. Constantly Share Encouragement. Oh, my God. I went to the same page again. That's, That's amazing. Okay. okay. Next one is Be Purposeful. Okay, anchor in your core before your feet hit the floor. That's funny. My next one was wake up early. Wow, okay. All right. Be situationally aware at all times. Have a routine. Don't be afraid to fail. Tackle small successes in large ones. Always be on the lookout for opportunities to seize. Have gratitude as part of your morning routine. Meditate every day. Embrace failure. Think backwards. <laughs> Unplug often. Be an expression of humility in both word and deed. Wow. Pray and meditate daily. Eliminate the negatives. Surround yourself with positive people daily. Give back. Listen to your body. Be curious and explore. Have balance in your life. Always keep your word. Deprioritize when needed. Talk to strangers. <laughs> Pick three daily goals. And each day with gratitude. Celebrate wins. Add value to someone's life every day. Ooh, that's a good one, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Plan the night before. Ooh, wow. <laughs> Embody the message you wish to impart. This might be kind of the same. Live life with love. Beautiful. Uh, make everything you say a presentation. It's a good one. Take one risk every day. Exhibit the highest levels of bearing. 
Pay attention to detail. Follow CPC, clues, patterns, and choices. Say that again. Follow CPC, clues, patterns, and choices. Oh, okay, cool. Read, read, read. Have curiosity about everything. That's David Silverman. He's the, he's the director of the Simpsons cartoons. Adapt to the present. Be so good they can't ignore you. That's a pretty good one. Right. <laughs> Practice kindness always. MASH. Make a smile happen. Make a smile happen. Wow. We'll end with the smile. That was pretty yeah. good. That was fun. Yeah, I kept, I kept going through these. It was interesting that I came back to a couple of them that obviously I need to add to my life. <laughs> yeah, some of ours were the same and some of them, you know, had some interesting twists. So I'm going to have to go back and listen to this segment of it to see what we came up with. That was a, a good niche of habits. Yeah, and what's interesting, the way the book works is there's, there's the habit in there and then there's the why, which is the whys are really important. And even more important than that, we, we have really good bios on each of the contributors in the book because you have to know why you should listen to this person. And like we have, the, we have the head of cardio, the number one cardiothoracic surgeon in the entire world is, is in the book. And he has a habit which is quite detailed. His why is like two pages. And it, it's something he uses in surgery that he performs every single day. And so, um, but you can apply it to your life as well. So there's, there's the habit, which is kind of simplistic, the reason why, and then who these people are and why you should listen to them. Mm-hmm. Wow. And yeah, one of the ones that came in on Facebook this morning, uh, which is one that I practice, is um, practice loving myself every day. That's so important. And yeah. that, that, that goes to that self-editing thing that people are going like, I'm not worth I'm not worthy. Um, if, if you love yourself, well, first of all, if you don't love yourself, you can't love others, right? I mean, it's kind of reality. There's always going to be a problem there. So, yeah, that's a, that's a great one. Good, good. Yeah, good on Facebook. Good job. Yeah, part of that, that came from Miss Rhonda. We appreciate her giving that. Uh, that That's a great one, Miss Rhonda. And, um, you know, I was a, a person, you know, there was a, a victim of bullying and even from elementary, junior high, high school, even into adulthood. And so when I began to just say, you know, no more and just understand, you know, my worth and all of the different gifts and talents that I had, that part of it was just that people were jealous that I was able to do a number of things very well, not just have a lot of different things to be busy, but sure, um, sure. people come to me to do these things because I actually do them very well. So uh, being able to just walk in that and love myself was something that I had to grow into. So, uh, Well, you're one of those rare people that has the creative and the analytical side of the brains. And I think that that's rare because every, many people focus on just being creative or right. just the analytical. But I think you can train yourself to do both. You're, you're a prime example of that because you're writing all every time. Every day you're doing poetry all the time. But you're also in your business very analytical in the way you approach things. So I think by having that balance, you can offer a lot more in what you do in your job or your career or your business than you could if you just were really one-sided on it. Right. Well, I really thank you for being on the show, Carrie said, and give yourself grace to make mistakes. And I don't want to make a mistake and have the show be too long. They said 30 seconds. <laughs> so thank you, Steve, for being on and we'll be in touch. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I love doing the show with you. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 
Thank you for tuning in to Soaring with Eagles. Please join Crystal Richardson again on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another edition. Let's soar together, give back to our communities, and change the world. 